We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's week 18. We're going to go through uh, the big issues of this particular week. Some games that matter, some that don't. Some that might, you know, decisions that might matter for next year. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more with our good friend Alan Soslowski here on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by No House Advantage. I'm Jeff Erickson. He's Alan Soslowski. We're switching chairs here a little bit. Usually Alan's running and driving the sneaky pickups. We're doing a sneaky <laughs> podcast instead. Alan, thanks for joining me. What's going on? Very sneaky podcast. No, it's, uh, it. you know, we talk a little bit about these week 18 championships. There's more week 18 championships out there than I, I thought. I thought maybe it was like fringy 3%. I still think about 20% of leagues, two in every 10, one in every five is a week 18 championship. And what do I, and why is that? It's because as fantasy football continues to grow and get bigger and people get introduced to it, they don't know any different. They don't understand mm-hmm. the ramifications of having it. So the bigger it gets, the more week 18 championships you actually see. Yeah. And you know, when you look at the schedule, most of these games have meaning. Uh, you know, uh, th- there's a lot of games that have meaning. There's, I-, I think about the teams that are resting starters this week. Um, it's pretty small. It's the Giants, probably, probably the Bucks. You know, it's, they might even start some of these players, but they won't finish. Kind of like the Jaguars last week, as you, Alan Soslowski <laughs> predicted. Warned, warned, warned. You are the, you are, you are the. Uh, no one listened to you. No one would pay attention to me. Except yeah, I did listen to you a little bit. I just had no choice. Yeah, and that's what it was. And what we're referring to is that last week there was a lot of debate whether the Jaguars would rest players, and there was great arguments on both sides of that conversation. And the only, you know, the only credit I'll take was that I didn't. I said that if you have better options, which in your case you did not, use it as a tiebreaker because there was two situations in which uh, the the benching could happen. One, they were in blowout mode, or two, Trevor Lawrence took some big hits and. They were up what twenty to nothing at at one point, and there was just no reason. Yes, twenty one nothing after the pick six. It's like there it is done, which is the worst because the pick six means that you didn't even get your points for your offensive skill guys. Right, and the thing is, like, and Elicit was even worse because I had Lawrence. He had Lawrence Etienne, who at least he got something from, and Christian Kirk. Mm. So you know, seeing that and seeing Jamichael Hasty score the the first one, and then Snoop Connor just for good measure. There, it's like. 
It was literally the worst case scenario yeah. if you started Jaguars. Although, didn't ETN get his points though? Uh, ETN got the long touchdown, yeah. so he was yeah. fine. Uh, but everybody else, yeah, not so much. Uh, so let's start at quarterback. Uh, kind of interesting thing here. Um, no Justin Fields this week. You're going to with Nathan Peterman. Uh, you know, because Fields has a hip. You know, and that's that's uh, the thing I'm I'm thinking about. But uh, I, I don't think that's really it. I, I think it's just the you know maybe it's the shoulder and the foot and the hip and all that they want to protect him. But I I kind of think they really do want to preserve draft position a little bit here a little bit. I, I think that's got to be part of their matrix a little bit. My question to you, Alan, you are a big D, uh, dynasty guy. How much difference is there between the first pick and the second pick this year? Well, what's interesting about in Dynasty rookie drafts you're talking about, right? Not in a particular startup draft, but right. in Dynasty rookie drafts, uh, there there's an elite uh, running back prospect coming out. That's Bijan Robinson. I mean, obviously yeah. we have to see where he falls, right? I mean, he can be in a terrible situation and and things change. And then there's going to be at least two quarterbacks. So in like a super flex league pick one, two, and three all have their merits. But let's talk about in like a traditional one quarterback league, there's going to be two running backs that are number one overall pick worthy. So it's not that big of a deal. I mean, Bijan Robinson is is probably going to have this Zeke Elliott or Saquon Barkley-like status as far as hype. Who knows? Again, we could see if, if, that, if he lands, for example, in a place that has another credible running back like Houston. Let's say for some reason they go back to the well and they have two credible running backs there, then their stock will fall. But if they end yeah. up in a it's in a landing spot, does drive dynasty ADP. But what about real life though? I mean, like the first pick in the draft. Oh, uh, okay. The I are see two thirteen and one. The Bears are three and thirteen. The Texans are playing the Colts. You know, the, the Texans are playing better than the Colts right now. I, right. I you know, there is currency in being able to trade the pick. You know, the Bears aren't going to draft a quarterback. The Texans will, almost certainly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Cardinals are sitting there at 4-12, and 12, one game behind the Bears. The Broncos are at 4-12. and 12. The Colts, 4-11-1, they're right there too. You know, they need a quarterback. You know, either having that first overall pick to trade or to actually select a player, I mean, it's pretty big. I mean, what about the kid from Alabama, the defender? I mean, Anderson, isn't that a guy that's considered number one overall worthy too? I believe that you're you're right in that the higher your pick is, even if you want it, ha- it holds more value, right? The number one mm-hmm. pick is going to ha- have more value than the number two pick, and so on and so forth. Now, you may have a tier if you're a team, you may have a tier of players that you like there, so it doesn't matter, but it's going to basically have more currency on the trading market. So I do think it's a big deal, probably as far as player quality, as far as these early evaluations go. I don't think it's that different. But if you're a team in the quarterback market, it makes a huge difference because you're going to have a preference. You don't know which one of those quarterbacks. Now, if you like one of the defenders and you think you can get them a few picks later, somebody is going to want to trade up and, and give you that mother load if you know, there's a t- it pick two. They may not want to give you that huge return on pick three. So I, I think you said about Nathan Peterman, there's no... Uh, there's no player that defines that we're tanking more than Peterman. It's not like right. you're putting in, um, you know, even Skylar Thompson, which they're forced to play in Miami. But it, it, it's Nathan Peterman says it's over, Johnny. You know, we need that. Or anything three. that the Colts have done since hiring Jeff Saturday, or even before that, when they <laughs> installed Sam Ellinger as their starting quarterback uh, and benched Matt Ryan back in a while now. Um, you, you give them too much credit, Jeff. I think that they actually thought Sam Ellinger, Sam Ellinger, I forgot how we're pronouncing it, was the was the play. You know, I think that that it's just maybe. pure incompetence on the Colts side. 
maybe so, maybe so. But uh, I, I got to say, I mean, it's everything they do, and including their time management decisions and at the end of games, for instance. Uh, you know, it just, yeah, it, it just strikes me as we're tanking. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's wild, though. I mean, you know, the Cardinals are going to be starting David Blau. Uh, the Texans will use their hybrid quarterback system. By the way, the Texans extra credit for the way they handled, you know, putting in Allen for a couple of games and finding a way to be worse at quarterback. Uh, you know, it, it, it really what there is. A, there is. It can always get worse. I think that's one of the things we always have to remember. And who was the guy that it can always who was get the, worse? Right. Of course. And then who was the other quarterback that that's really that has tight end eligibility and fantasy? There yeah. you go. I mean, they they really figured I liked it. They were playing like a rotation of quarterback. It was kind of kind of comical, but it was cute it, for that Cowboys game. And then after that, it hasn't done a darn thing. It hasn't right. worked at all. But as we've seen in the real NFL draft, what we think we know is not always what happens. I mean, mm -hmm. it, what we know now, I mean, in the Joe Burrow, Tua, and Herbert draft, I mean, Joe Burrow was kind of the consensus 1-1 at that point. But nobody had Justin Herbert that I, I mean, I'm sure somebody, I shouldn't say that, but most of the consensus rankings had Herbert as the quarterback three, right? I mean, I'm sure there were mm -hmm. some people out there. And meanwhile, if you had the lower pick, that was the spot, right? So, and... and I think that that happens. It's sometimes the, the player that goes later ends up being the better player. We see it all the time, especially in quarterback evaluation. Well, especially where they land is important, too. I mean, you know, landing on a team that can actually be competent enough to develop said quarterback helps. I don't think there's a whole lot of development going on with the Chargers because, you know, Herbert was in game two. After, you know, all the reports saying in the beginning of the season, oh, he's having a hard time picking the, the offense. He may not play at all this year, at least until uh, – you know, uh, you get a team doctor stabs him in the wrong way. It stabs right. Tyrod Taylor <laughs> right. the wrong way. Right. Boom. Remember, they did, that's right. They didn't even want Justin Herbert to start at that point. They didn't even realize yeah. what they had. He it's balled like, out against the Chiefs, and boom, you're, 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 you're off we go. It's almost as incompetent as starting Tom Savage over Deshaun Watson uh, in the first game of his rookie season. But to their credit, it only took a half until they realized that, right? They didn't keep it going for multiple games. Yeah. That's right. Uh, other quarterback news this week, uh, the uh, the Commanders. Now that they realize that they are out of the playoffs, Sam Howell's getting the start. Do you know at one point that Sam Howell was considered the QB1 in this class? Now, this yeah. class is obviously it's not, you know, Kenny Pickett, who was a late first-round pick. By the way, I like Kenny Pickett. We'll get into all, you know, get into all that. But Sam Howell was the consensus 1-1, and then that last year of college football happened, and, you know, he – basically ends up being a fifth round pick. What if, right? I'm surprised that the commanders didn't do this sooner, but I guess that they were on a roll with Taylor Heineke. Um, the Carson Wentz experiment, obviously it was a riverboat. Ron failed gamble. He can't win them all, but I'm excited to see Sam Howell because if he's actually good in this week, regardless if it's a meaningless game, meaningful game for him, that that means that Washington doesn't necessarily have to go into the veteran QB market again. I mean, you know, there's so many fake trades out there right now. Like, for example, yep. if Brock Purdy brings the San Francisco 49ers to the promised land, right, he gets all the way home with a Super Bowl appearance and even a Super Bowl title, could that mean that someone like Washington gives their first-round pick for Trey Lance, right? I mean, there's all these crazy things that could yeah. happen. But if Sam Howell shows something, Washington doesn't even have to be in that market. Which So I think that's a significant game. Yeah, Sam Howell, by the way, is uh... – you know, he, he got punished for staying one year at extra year at college. All of his talented teammates left, and you know he he got left kind of holding the bag, trying to develop other guys. 
Although you look at who that Carolina's got now, they may have another quarterback that's a studly some stud in the NFL someday. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, but that, but that's what the NFL draft is, right? I mean, you know, we, that's why when we're talking about these prospects right now, so much is going to change between someone having small hands or somebody, you know, running a 10th of a second slower in a 40 yard dash. We, we, we change our evaluations. Remember at this time last year, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, they were fringe first round picks and got all the way up into some mock drafts as top three, top five picks uh, for Malik Willis. And then the guy's a third rounder, and it looks like he might have even been drafted two rounds too early. Yeah, that seems like it there. But, uh, well, and the, the verdict's still out on Lance, too. That's the other thing. We don't even know what Trey Lance it's, is yet. It's, it's the crazy. craziest thing, including his final year of, of college football, which was he barely played. That was the COVID year. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly right. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what the, the Niners are going to do. If what would Jimmy you do, G's though? healthy for the playoffs, do you start okay. 30, by the way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you cannot go away from Brock Purdy at this point, I right? I mean, yeah, I, I don't think you can. But what if Purdy gets all the way home? What if he gets what if he's been how he is? Basically, this level of play continues and you're in the Super Bowl. Let's say you lose the Super Bowl, but Purdy still has a solid game. You lose to the Chiefs or whoever. It's like not an embarrassing loss. Do you agree that Brock Purdy is your starter is in play or is that just like, hey, eight, 10 game sample doesn't mean anything like where do you fall on that? I mean, they invested so much to get Lance. I mean, it, yes, that 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 investment's gone. It's it's you know, you know, it, it's hard to get away from that. I mean, it really depends on like how pretty plays in those games. Like if Let's, he plays, like, he balls yeah, man, out. Two sixty and two with one pick, and he's not the reason they lose. He distributes the ball, and I'm just saying, like you just talked about the investment, the sunk cost for for Lance. What if they can get a piece of that back? They paid up. Yeah. I was going to say three first, but it's really two first extra. So if they can get one of those back and maybe a late pick, then it's not so bad, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. And I agree, you know, principal sunken costs, you know, suggest that you, that shouldn't matter. If you can recover it, like, you know, the, the Cardinals, they screwed up by drafting Josh Rosen, but at least they got a second round pick right back after that a year later. I mean, at least they got as much as they could right away. And if they had, if they had waited, they would have gotten nothing and liked it. So, and you know, the verdict's still out on Kyler, by the way, and I know there is some talk about some complications with his surgery. Uh, some news came mm. out on that today, so we don't know what Kyler's going to be next year. I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury is going to be around next year. There's a whole big mess in Arizona. That the Arizona Cardinals quarterback position. I mean, it's either that's the veteran market, right? You're going to want the Jacoby Brissett type of uh, of fill in there, someone mm. who a veteran that comes in that knows they're in a 10 11 game window until Kyler's back up and running because you just pointed out even if things went great for Kyler Murray's surgery we weren't going to see him in September and I doubt we would see him you know anytime before the early November um maybe you know a compromised version so the veteran market I mean this is going to be it's funny I'm seeing some early best balls go off right now Jeff and we're talking about you know mid-January mm-hmm. and nobody wants to play in super flex right now because the the quarterback position is such in flux it there's is. only yeah I mean what is there about eight or nine teams that have their set starter that you feel good about if you go through it maybe 10 a third of the league everyone else is like you know I mean, just think about like the Jets for example why would we like, want to think about the Jets? Well, because, <laughs> because they're because they're an example of a good team no. that has no that the quarterback probably isn't even on the roster right now. Probably not. And then, and I think 
one of their starting offensive linemen isn't on the roster either. I think that's the other big issue for them too. I think that offensive line is a big contributor to why Wilson looks so bad and why Mike White looks so bad against the Seahawks last week. Plus, I think they rushed White back. I don't think he was ready. Uh, right. But he's also Mike White. I mean, he's also just a I you know, you know, I, I think this happens a lot. We see the backup quarterback in a controlled environment or come in late in the game or maybe get a spot start and looks great. Like, oh yeah, our QE issues are fixed. Jared Stidham, starting quarterback next year. Might be, but it might also be that like that dead cat bounce, you know, too. Yeah, and and Mike White is the average looking guy standing next to uh, a, a really ugly guy, right? I mean, oh, that guy's not so bad looking, you know. It's the guy next to him is the horrendous guy. So standing next to Zach Wilson, Mike White looks looks like the savior, right? And Mike White, if he was, you know, Joe Burrow's backup, he'd be like, oh yeah, it's that that's that's a pretty good backup. That's a Chad, um, you know, Chad Henney type backup. We're, we're we're okay with him, but yeah, standing next to Zach Wilson, who might not even be the fortieth best quarterback in the league. Uh, he might be a low-end backup. Yeah, everything looks good. Indeed, indeed. We're going to talk running backs here in a second, but first, uh, quick note, No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick-em contests versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code NHAWIRE. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play but also where you play you won't want to miss out on this big thanks to no house advantage they've been with us all season long uh let's discuss a couple of other uh, running back situations again everything is in the context this week of like okay we're preparing for the playoffs uh are we are are we looking for the future what are we nursing injuries like i i don't know like a couple teams like the Giants, obviously the big candidate to be rested is Saquon Barkley. If anybody on the Giants is going to be rested, it's going to be Barkley. At last I saw, we haven't seen anything like that, that we have not seen uh, that they're going to rest their starters yet. Uh, I'll, I'll admit in the last 30 minutes, I haven't been on top of the news. So I haven't seen if Dable's you know, announced anything yet, but what's your take on the Giants situation? I mean, the take on week 18 is if the team doesn't have anything to play for, you have to treat it like a preseason, like preseason three, right? Mm -hmm. Which or whatever that version of that is now. It's preseason two, where right. if you want to play Saquon Barkley and there's no news about if he's starting or not, you can bank on, I would say, 12 minutes, one quarter of, of production. After that, anything's a bonus. And there's a chance you'll only get one or two series, right? So that's how you have to treat it. So if you want a roster like DFS-wise, you want to take a gamble on you know Matt Breda or, or any of those guys. But if you're counting on these guys in a championship game, just understand there's zero floor for a team that has nothing to play for and he's a fragile superstar player that they're going to need to carry the ball 30 times the following week. Yeah, the floor is lava for sure. <laughs> it's um, worse than lava. Yes, right. it is. The floor is the ocean. It's the Marianas Trench. Uh, we got the the dreaded Barkley wants to play update up on the site, by the way. Uh, so, you know, Don't wants fall to for play it. is never predictive. I mean, you see this all the time, every year. Imagine Barkley does not want to play. Imagine that note. Yeah, yeah. 
Barkley, yeah. soft man, doesn't want to play. You don't get that at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, so if you're, you know, if you're an experienced fantasy football player, you already know this. But if you're new to fantasy, or if you've you've have a week eighteen championship, this is one of the. Uh, I'm not going to say the arguments. Uh, this is one of the the counterpoints not to do it. Now, some people like this. They like the chaos of week eighteen. Obviously, I mean, we play in a week 18 total points league, but obviously you could pick up and drop players. So mm -hmm. uh, just understand this. The, the variance is so much greater for all the Giants for Daniel Jones, too. I mean, it's almost no shot. He's playing a full game, if at all. He'll, he'll play, but it's not a full game. Another team to watch for Minnesota, believe it or not. Now, this is the one I after getting thrashed last week. I, I don't think they want to like mail it in against the, a divisional rival, the Bears, but the thing, and you know, they can't control their destiny. They have to, they can win and it might not matter. They still might be the three seed anyhow. Uh, where, and because the Niners are a massive favorite over Arizona, uh, more likely to be the two seed. Uh, it, it matters to be home field, but they've been blown out on their home field already. So it, I guess it's, I don't think it's that much of a fortress. So um, do they Vince play their starters? Yeah, I think they do. I think that it does matter because if they if if they're the two seed, for example, right, and say mm -hmm. San Francisco is the third seed, it's not so much that their home field is a fortress. That's a great way to put it. It's just that they're at a tremendous disadvantage if they have to go to San Francisco in the second round. Yeah. So I think it, it's yes, I agree that their home field is. Made, let's just anecdotally say it's worth a point, point and a half. San Fran not having to travel, you know, and do all yeah. that is probably worth a full three, the type of team they are. So they'll play as long as there's something to play for. And obviously if they feel that their quarterback again, takes there's, there's more risk than, than like week nine. So if Kirk cousins takes a big shot or if any other key player that you're counting on for fantasy, uh, does, you know, it gets injured. Probably their does. chances of going back in are probably, uh, there's more risk than normal. Yeah. And on top of all that, the, the Vikings lost two starting offensive linemen. There in the it game is against the Packers, Brian O'Neill and Austin, Austin Schlotman, both done bad. One on torn Achilles, the other, uh, I think a broken bone in his leg. Mm. Um, you know, you know, so that's, and I think they're down to their third center now. Uh, so that, that's, that's a real problem. So that's the other thing is performance wise. It's, it's against the bears. So you love the matchup, but it's not guaranteed when you have a bad offensive line or being re with a replacement center. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, we're going to keep repeating that same theme with the exception of, I could say, more than a handful of games. Any of the key fantasy players, you have to think of them more in a preseason context than you do in a championship context. Uh, unless there's some clarified, like you said, for example, Nathan Peterman has more certainty this week. Now, it might be a lower, <laughs> not, not a lot of ceiling there, but he has, you know, he could have a Jared Stidham outcome too as well. I mean, we always think back that, that, right? Nathan, yeah, that Nathan Peterman is the example of a complete worst quarterback ever in the NFL because of how how grandly and publicly he failed with like a five-interception half. But we know he's taking all four quarters worth of snaps. We know he's throwing to – there's going to be you know professional pass catchers out there that are playing for a contract. The Bears just gave a, a one-year extension to Equimini uh, St. Brown, EQ uh, St. Brown. So they're, they're giving out – you know, the, 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 uh, the pass catchers are going to be playing for something. Some of them won't be on the roster. So just keep that in mind about who Mm -hmm. actually has something to play for and treat the stars like it's preseason. Yep. Another team in that same context, the brought the bucks, they are locked into the four seed. They're not going to catch the third seed and they're a division champ. So they, they're going to be the four seed. I think it'd be insane to play their starters. Uh, they have nothing to play for. So, uh, you know, Kyle Trask is going to be active. You know, Brady is starting. They said that Todd Bowles said that Brady will start the game. It could be like he hands one hand off and then trots off the field, maybe gets one series. You know, the thing is weird. It's they finally got the deep game going last week. They were captain check down for 16 weeks this year. And then they finally got the deep ball going. You want to build off that, but that's also because Carolina is missing a key corner. You just don't want him getting hit. You don't want their offensive lineman getting hit. Talk about offensive line attrition. Tampa's had that all year. Does Brady have any records that he's going for? I mean, you know, not just seasonal records, but Does he have all any time left. I mean, right, is, there, right. is there any left? I mean, I mean you know, so I haven't to, heard of any. Uh, yeah, neither have I. But, you know, the, the, to sometimes just build on your career yardage, he doesn't want anybody to catch him wherever he is. So mm-hmm. you could see maybe a half and another add another 150, maybe, you know, 180 yards, chuck it downfield a few times. Now, I know that. That that you know th- that's a factor, right? Maybe that's yeah. why he's playing. So uh, again, we're you know to, just to repeat, you have to be careful. But yeah, it looks like that the Tampa came alive last week. And if you had Mike Evans and drafted him in the third round, even aggressively in the second round, like you know that was one thing that I was wrong about. But hey, if you survive somehow, congratulations on your championship this week. Yep, yep. Uh, clipboard Jesus is like, didn't Nick Foles throw seven t- TDs in the final week? I think he did. And then there's yeah. Matt Flynn who went off too, and then got a contract with the Seahawks. Yes. Of that. Probably don't want me to bring that one up there clip with the Seahawks icon nah. there. 
It all worked <laughs> out. They drafted Russell Wilson. They just ate oh. the contract with Flynn, but still. By the way, uh, Clipboard Jesus, who's in our chat right here, uh, you know, I, I, he's in one of, oh, he's in a lot of my leagues, but he's in one of my leagues, and I, I won a bet with him. We bet who would have a better fantasy season, Javante Williams or Zeke Elliott. Obviously, you know what side I was on that. I won that, so he's got to pay my entry fee into a, uh, right, I won that, right? I won it in week four. Uh, he's got to pay my entry fee to one of my leagues this year, so uh, okay, I'm glad yeah. he's here because I just remembered that. In your face. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what you're trying to say there. Uh, yeah. I got other issues to bring up, but first, quick note from our friends at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action that you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. Just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com and you'll get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. Also, we uh, are all of our uh, podcasts are on the Blue Wire Network. Here's a couple of their ads. Thank you for your indulgence on that. We do thank the Blue Wire Network. We've been with them all year long, not just all season, but all year long, and uh, do appreciate that. It's nice to have a nice home where we, all of our podcasts are going to be. Um, hey, uh, Let's talk a little bit about you want to talk about things that you got right, things that you got wrong or we got wrong. Not yeah. We yeah. I mean, you know, it's well, right, we I you know, there's I think that really the reason I want to talk about these consensus opinions that nobody really bit back on that were that were completely wrong is because when you go into next draft season and you have these thoughts and beliefs about players and then you get influenced, which you often talk about, about the noise around you. Just hold steady and just question everything. Because how many of these things, Jeff Erickson, did you uh, jump on the bandwagon with? Uh, so let's start with the Tyreek Hill was going to have lower value because he wasn't with Patrick Mahomes anymore. Considering he was on my best teams all year, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to fall on that sword. I, I mean, I did have him lower than the end of the first round, which is where he was going previously. So yeah, I was semi guilty, but no, I was, I like the price him up at the end of the second round a lot. Yeah. You know what? I'm thinking back. I, I was out. I was like, Oh, Tyreek Hill is a horrible pick with Tua. Like, you know, I was on that train. So yes, you, you were taking him at ADP, which was late round two, early round three. If you were lucky. Yeah. But I wasn't like, I'm not going to claim victory. Like I, I nailed it, but I took the value given. All right. So in that same vein, number two was AJ Brown had lower value because he was now just one of many targets. He was no longer, uh, you know, the, the primary target, even though it was on a low volume offense. Did you no. fall on that sword? No, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I, I have AJ Brown in a lot of teams too. So did you, not, you, not that I take that one either. Do you acknowledge though, that, that these were, these were consensus opinions or powerful? No, they were, I, I, you know, so I, I never thought that was like a hot take in our industry. I never heard that one a lot. What I heard more was uh, I may not be take paying price for him because he got hurt. He gets hurt too much. I think that is more where I think if he got a discount, it's because of that. I mean, often I was like, you know, choosing between AJ Brown. I wanted to get to, you know, Tyreek, AJ Brown, or and the third one in that equation was, uh, who was it? Uh, there's another, oh, Debo, sometimes Debo there. And I, you know, I, sometimes I did choose Debo to my, to my dismay, 
Had I gone AJ Brown instead of Debo, I would have won league, won, won one league instead of lost in the finals. But uh, that's another story. All right, I'll give you one that I know that you were on this bandwagon. Okay, Josh Jacobs, right? Uh, well, everybody, yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> Jacobs on my list too. So yeah, and, okay. and people, oh, I liked that. So here's one. Der- you're a, basically you're a donkey if you're taking Derrick Henry in the top three picks. I'd rather get off a year too early than a year too late. Coming off the big injury, half, missed a half season. There's no way this is it for Derrick Henry. It's over. You, in, I mean, Derrick Henry was falling to the second round as we got up to Labor Day. So, well, I wasn't take, taking him top three, so I'll, I'll agree. With top you five. I mean, yeah. you were you you were like, all right, I'll you were settling to take him at pick ten, pick nine ish, fourteen ish. Even exactly, see, yeah, yeah, for sure. I was so, yeah, I, I, I will definitely take, I'll fall on that sword. Uh, right. Although, didn't play in our fantasy championship game, missed others. Uh, you know, he, he had diminishing returns. He had, you know, he had some awesome games, but he had some not so awesome games late too. And I, I might not take him in the first round next year either, Alan. And you might, and that's what I'm saying. Like that narrative is going to continue again. I don't and... think I was taught any lesson there. <laughs> that's my point. That's my point. I'm incapable of learning. I'll, I'll give you another one. And I think this one was one of the most debated topics. There was two wide receivers in that you either, I mean, this was like, you had to choose sides on this. The first one was Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown, going back to last year, had an eight-game heater where he literally, I know we use the term league winner, he literally was a league winner. And the, mm-hmm. the, the, the people that pushed back said that it was, there was no TJ Hawkinson. There was no DeAndre Swift there. So he was just, you know, um, he benefited from being force-fed targets, and that wasn't going to continue. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown heading into next year is going to be a late fringe first-round pick. Probably. I'd say second-round pick is my bet. There's a lot of great receivers. Uh, and eight, and Amon Ross St. Brown doesn't get the red zone targets as much as these other receivers. So I, I think he'll go behind AJ Brown, for instance. I think he'll go behind uh, Tyreek Hill, for instance. Uh, you know, the, I don't think those are big revelations. I think uh, I think he'll go behind. Uh, let's see. Here, I'll give it. Yeah. Well, we will he go ahead or behind Stefan Diggs? Oh, behind. Okay. Uh, you know, see. you know, because I mean, Josh Allen, not Josh Allen. I mean, yeah, I think that's part of it. I know Diggs has had this stretch run where it's a little worrisome, but really I have, bad. I have Diggs ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown this week. I mean, why wouldn't I? Why would I take a St. Brown, Brown ahead of him next year? I think he goes behind C.D. Lamb. He goes behind Devontae Adams next year. He's a second rounder. There's no, there's no shame in that. That's that's a good, you know, end of the second round he is a good spot to be in. That's top twenty-four player. That's awesome. I don't think he goes much sooner than that. Um, All right. Well, I'll give you. We'll I'll see. give you one more. The other guy was Gabe. I was Sorry. wrong about him. I was taking Allen Robinson over him for crying out loud. He, take, that fourth round was just littered as a minefield, littered with losses there. Yeah, I know we're up against here, uh, trying to make this a nice tight podcast for Week 18. Yes. But what I'll give you the other one um, uh, that I had. Oh, you talked about Allen Robinson, but the other one was Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis was was getting aggressively drafted in the third round. And even after week one, when he did have a big game in those leagues where you're allowed to draft, he was going in the late first round, early second round. So what was it about Gabe Davis, I guess, quickly that you think that we can learn for next year? Is there anyone that mirrors that production profile that we're getting excited about? Just think back to the rookies. You're of an age that you would get this reference. Alvin Harper. Hmm. I think he's the new Alvin Cowboy. The Cowboys number two back in the day. Yeah, just feast or famine. You know, darn it. You know, darn a Scott. Uh, you know, like a guy that's going to hit a big play every once in a while. 
but he's not getting the volume. He just isn't. Um, and I think I got all about, I, you know, I, I got all about uh, Gabe Davis and I, you know, the NFFC offers the online championship drafts after that Thursday game, you get to keep the stats from that game. So, you know, going in, Josh Allen went off, Gabe Davis went off, Gabe Davis went up to the third round or so Josh Allen in the second round. You, you knew guy? I did. I did the recency bias draft. You've heard of the term league winner. We overuse it in fantasy. Gabe Davis was a league loser, loser, right? Him, yeah. Alan Robinson. It's, it, you know, so I think those are the lessons learned. It's Chase Claypool would have been the example a couple of years earlier where he had 10 touchdowns, but like, what was it? Like four of them were in one game. Another three were in another. So I just don't want to believe in Chase Claypool, but man, I, I was so wrong about him at the trade deadline. I thought, oh, that's a good trade for the Bears. They needed to get Justin Fields a real, real wide receiver. They never used him, and or maybe he just didn't get the offense. Maybe, obviously, it can't just be one team that's wrong. Now, um, you got to wonder what the heck's going on with him. So I'll, I'll be very circumspect about him next year. They basically traded pick thirty three. Yes for him for a one-year deal. And if you know, if, even if the bears have the second pick, you may be asking why not pick 34. It's because the dolphins don't have a first round pick this year. Remember they got um, their pick taken away from them uh, yes, with the for whole cheating. Yeah. For having for cheating, a bad so. owner. Yeah. There's yeah. only 31 picks in the first round this year. Indeed. Indeed. Alan, I, this is fun. I wish I could have, uh, I, I wish we could have got started sooner because we had so much more we could talk about, but I unfortunately got, I'm up against a radio hit. So we're going to wrap this one up tight. Alan, thanks for jumping on super fun doing this. We'll be keep having you on at Sirius XM every Monday. You're still on, on Sundays with Jim Coventry. Check out Alan there. And, and also we'll be doing a dynasty focused podcast the we uh, next week on uh, Sirius XM. We're going to do two episodes that'll air the weekend of the 14th, 15th. Nice. As, so yeah. So we'll get some dynasty content up there for road to wire two on Sirius XM 87. And we'll eventually be doing the dynasty uh, rookie draft again, uh, mock drafts. I'm all, I'm, in a, I'm all about that. I'm in. Count me in. It it help, it forces you to do some early research, and you know, and by the time the rest of the market, the redraft market is talking about rookies, you almost feel like a pro when you do all that stuff in March and April. Exactly. Hey, great stuff, Alan. Uh, great. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we got our regular podcast tomorrow, Mario and John. Thanks for listening to our podcast all season long. I'll be doing one more next week with Chris Liss on Wednesday. So thanks everybody for listening. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.